Hey everyone, welcome back to the Literacy Based Speech Therapy Podcast. My name is Kaylin. And my name is Ashley. We are both licensed speech language pathologists. If you have a love of picture books and want fresh ideas for using them in your therapy sessions, then you're in the right place. Today, we are doing a favorites episode where we are sharing our top winter books with you. If you want to take a few notes about these books, you can print off the download that we provide in the show notes. So all of these books we made sure are readily available from your library. We also provide the Amazon links in the show notes if there's some that you want to add to your personal library. I think there might be a few on the list that I for sure would recommend you guys add to your personal library because I think you'll use them so often. And so, Kaylin, what's our first book? Okay, so our first book is Sneezy Snowman by Maureen Wright. And we actually do have a book companion for this one. It is fantastic. It is about Sneezy the snowman, and he can't get warm, which is kind of ironic. And so he's with his friends, and he keeps trying, like little children friends, and he keeps trying different things to make himself warm. But everything he tries results in him melting. So this is a great problem-solving book with your kids. The problem is, is he wants, he's shivering and freezing all the time. And so he's trying to figure out how to get himself warm. And so the kids help him gradually figure out a good way to keep him warm, but not too warm. It's also great for predicting what do you think he's going to try next to try to get warm? What do you think? that the kids will do to help him to get warm. Again, great for sequencing, even a little bit of inferencing and social emotional with the fact that the kids are giving something from there that's keeping them warm to Sneezy the snowman and just that act of kindness. And then also the humor at the end where in order, he like he's all of a sudden too hot and starts taking, why would he try to take everything off when he was cold? And then why would they get ice cream? So just trying to figure that all out. That's higher thinking, being able to recognize that, not just think it's funny. There's great adjectives in this book, great text features in this book. Rhyming and repetitive text is huge as well. It's a complete episode. So he is wanting to figure out a way to get warm. And it's early childhood and elementary is the age group we'd use this for. So for speech sounds, you have the initial SN blend for Sneezy and Snowman, the initial BR blend for Brand, the initial N for New, Medial Z for Freezing and Sneezy, the initial SH, and the Medial V for Shivering. A lot of those words are frequent because they are in the repetitive text. One thing I like about sneezy is it does have diverse characters. And so I know often people who are reaching out to me looking for book suggestions are always appreciative of when we tell people there are diverse characters in this book. So sneezy, the snowman, you know, we're, we're pulling it off the shelf specifically for those sequencing and repetitive text and the rhyming, but it also has the diverse characters and the illustrations, which is cool. So we appreciate that. Our next book is Brave Irene by William Stieg. We have a narrative notes on this book as well, which is just a print and go cheat sheet. It's a great book. Because it's one of our favorite 
all-time books. Um, and we will actually spend time on a future episode doing a deep dive into this book because there's so much we could get out of it. So this book, Mrs. Bobbin, isn't feeling so well and can't possibly deliver the beautiful gown that she's been working so hard on for the Duchess to wear the, that very evening. So her daughter, Irene, volunteers to get the gown to the palace on time in spite of the fierce snowstorm that's brewing outside. And it's quite an errand for a little girl, but where there's a will, there's a way. And there is a lot in the way. <laughs> yes, for Irene. But she demonstrates perseverance in this book. And so this book, we will pick it off the shelf because it has so much vocabulary. The character analysis around Irene, there's a lot to that as well as well as personification of the wind. The wind talks back to her and she speaks back to the wind. There's onomatopoeias, there's metaphors, and there's similes. So there's a lot of figurative language. There's also a lot of inferencing and predicting that you could use in this book because you're inferring the, the fact that it is such an important errand. Should she really be going on this errand by herself and just all the dangers and her talking back and forth with the wind? And then predicting what's going to happen next and what do you think will happen when she actually gets to the palace? Why can't she go home? Just all of those different things. It has a lot of adjectives, linguistic verbs, text features. It is a complete episode and it's one we would definitely use for upper elementary and middle school, especially with all that figurative language that is in this book and then the character analysis and vocabulary. But the speech sounds for this book. You'll get the medial CH for Duchess, the medial R for Irene, the initial G for gown, and the initial SH for she. That is frequent because it does refer to her throughout frequently with that pronoun. And then the initial SN blend for snow. The next book we wanted to share is A Loud Winter's Nap by Katie Hudson. We love the Katie Hudson books, and so we do have a book companion for this if you want to look in my TPT store. So you see a lot of the same characters throughout her books. And so Tortoise, you know, likes to sleep through the winter. He assumes he's not missing much, but all of his friends are determined to help prove him otherwise. So the question is, will Tortoise sleep through this winter or will his friends convince him to stay awake and experience the frosty fun of all the things you can do in the winter. It is a complete episode, and it's a very comprehensive complete episode book. So we love it for so many things. You can use it with early childhood, and you can scaffold it all the way up through elementary, maybe upper elementary. Background knowledge would be really helpful is understanding hibernation and why tortoise is wanting to sleep lots of vocabulary. You could do a great character analysis on the main character of, you know, tortoise. Some sequencing because there are many winter activities that are, you know, that you can talk about through here in order. You can study the illustrations because with a lot of her books, there is so much going on in the stories. You can get some onomatopoeias. It helps you with predicting too, with the illustrations. There's humor too. That's so right. Yeah. So predicting, there's some text features. I love how she uses the text in a lot of her stories to emphasize character emotions. And I think it's important for students to be able to read that, especially working on prosody and other, you know, reading fluency type activities. You do get some repetitive text. And if you have speech sound kids, 
you're going to pull this off the shelf to work on the initial L for the word like and loud because that's frequent throughout the L blends like sleep, class, close, and play. And then the OR sound, the medial for, for tortoise is frequently throughout. Mm-hmm. This is favorite one of mine for speech therapy for sure. Because it's just, it's one of those you can use for the wide variety. Mm-hmm. And it's so interactive too. Yes, you can scaffold it so many ways. Definitely, that's probably one we would definitely say, you know, don't just check it out from the library. This is worthy of you purchasing. So the next book is Tacky the Penguin. This is a Helen Lester book. We love a lot of her books. We also, because we love this, we have a book companion for it. And so Tacky, the main character, Tacky's a penguin, and he likes to do kind of obnoxious things to greet his friends. Um, but his fellow penguins are not so impressed with him. He has odd behaviors and somewhat bothers him. But when some poachers come along, that's a great vocabulary word. When some poachers come along to their iceberg, Tacky has an odd but interesting way that just might save the day. So this is a fun book for many, many different levels because, you know, it's okay to be different. And sometimes being different is helpful. It is a complete episode. I would probably use this with elementary and upper elementary just because of, you know, some of the language concepts and some of the abstract concepts that you're going to be able to use with this book. Great vocabulary. It has a wonderful message, especially if maybe you have a kid or two on your caseload that might be considered one of the odd kids. There's a lot that can be related through this book. So. We're using this for inferencing. We're using this for character analysis, theme and message, great social, emotional, definitely some text features. And it's kind of got some rhyme going on with this. The main penguin's name is Tacky. The other ones have really funny names like goodly, lovely, and neatly. And it really goes along with their character. So if you do have some L, medial L kiddos, you can use this book for those speech sounds. But really, that's about it for the speech sounds. So the next book, we've mentioned this author before, a Chris Van Dusen book. It's Learning to Ski with Mr. McGee. And we do have a book companion one for this as well. So on this adventure with Mr. McGee, he decides to go skiing with his little dog, D, but he's never skied before. So he wants to go learn to ski. And it's a pleasant day, but quickly he goes downhill and he runs into a curious moose. It, which sends them flying through the air and hanging above an abyss. And then how in the world will Dee and McGee find their way out of this snowy situation? So in these books, there's always an un- unfortunate event for poor Mr. McGee and his dog Dee. The illustrations are great. Tons of vocabulary, the predicting of what's going to happen because you have the the moose walk in front of them. And so you can kind of predict What will happen if the moose doesn't move out of the way in time? What will happen to Mr. McGee and his dog D? Like, I feel like Mr. McGee is super positive throughout all of these unfortunate things where I would be pretty bummed. (laughs) And then it has great grammar concepts, the adjectives, regular past tense verbs, irregular past tense verbs, and then also text features are very animated in this book. His books are always full of, I feel like, more mature rhyming. So that phonological awareness skill is great for this book. It is a complete episode. We use this more for elementary and upper elementary. And then for your speech sound kids, 
you can use it for that medial G for McGee. And then it is full of a ton of S blends. So just a few of them is Ski. So the SK, the SN for Snow, the SL for Slowly, the SP for Spot, and then the ST for Started. So there are others. I would say more for sure is the SK for Ski and the SN for Snow just because of the topic of the book, but it is full of other S blends as well. The next book is Bear Snores On by Carmel Wilson, and this is a part of the Bear series that we love. We also have a book companion for this one. So in this story, I feel like it's the more like foundational story introducing all of the friends. So Bear, he's hibernating. And so having that background knowledge of why is Bear snoring? Why is he sleeping in a cave? Notice that it's winter outside, but he's sleeping. And all these little critters start coming into his cave because it's warm in there. And then they start a fire and then they um, have a little feast. And then a pepper flake happens and it tickles Bear's nose and he sneezes and wakes up and realizes he's missed all the fun. It's such a sweet story. So in this book, you get great vocabulary, great predicting for what's going to happen, a ton of sequencing. You can sequence the animals, the, the food. And then the illustration study is also there. There's, again, the inferencing with the hibernation and and understanding all the animal dynamics. There's great adjectives and linguistic verbs in this one. And it is on the heavier side of rhyming and alliteration, too, which is great. And then the repetitive text. So it's a complete episode. We would use this for early childhood and elementary. The speech sounds you'd use this for is the SN blend for snore. And then the final, so Z, snores, and then the A-I-R, air for bear, you would get heavy use of those. We love all the bear books. So the next book I wanted to share is Owl Moon by Jane Yolen. Owl Moon is one of my all-time favorite books. I actually got this one and the next book I'm going to share, both of them, I got through the Imagination Library. So my Or my kids got them through the Imagination Library, so we got them for free. Owl Moon, definitely I'm using this with elementary, upper elementary, middle school. So if you do need a middle school age book, you're not necessarily pulling this one off the shelf for a lot of speech sounds. So you're going to pull this one off the shelf to work on some higher level language and grammar concepts. So basically the, the gist of the story, one winter night, a little girl and her father go owling. And so this is basically where they're going out into the, you know, the forest and they're amongst the trees and you have to be really, really quiet. And she's super cold and bundled up and you're not sure if you'll ever see an owl. And it's just a really great small moment story of like an event. And it's just, you're kind of wondering, will they see an owl? Will they not? What happens? It's really sweet about their relationship. You're pulling this off the shelf for vocabulary, for inferencing, and for figurative language. So if you have some upper elementary and middle school kids working on understanding figurative language, this is a fantastic one. It's a little bit longer story, so keep that in mind. That's another reason we wanted to recommend it for your older kiddos. You get a lot of regular and irregular past tense verbs. There is a little bit of alliteration and some rhyming with this story, but it just kind of makes the story flow. It's not like you're working on, you know, like rhyming with phonological awareness. You're not using this book for that. So 
you can work on that initial H, but again, this book I'm not really pulling off for my speech sound kiddos. The next book, The Snowy Day by Ezra Jack Keats. We have a book, we have an early childhood book companion for this because it's just everyone's favorite book. Actually, okay, so I noticed on Amazon, it says it's the New York Public Library's number one book for the top checkouts of all time. I thought that was a fascinating fact about that book. Another fun fact about it, it broke ground in 1962. It was one of the first picture books for young children to portray a realistic, multicultural, urban setting. So the character, they had not featured any multicultural characters in books before. So that's a really, it's a really cool fact. Yeah. So basically it's a very simple tale. It's a Caldecott winner. And so, it, you know, for the illustrations, it's a very simple tale, very simplistic. It's just a little boy waking up to discover snow has fallen during the middle of the night. And if you have ever experienced that in your entire life, it is magical to go to sleep and then to wake up to snow. And so the little boy just kind of celebrates the snow draped city and like simple little adventures, things you do to discover, oh, you know, you can, you know, make your feet tracks in the snow or drag a stick. And he beats the, you know, tree branches with his stick to make the snow fall. Yeah. I mean, he makes a snow angel. He, you know, and the neat thing is like, he sees other kids, you know, having a snowball fight. And at the end, he tries to save a snowball and puts it in his pocket. And, you know, God bless his mom for having to find that. (laughs) Even though it's a very simple story, there's some great vocabulary that you can even expand on with this book. It is ideal for sequencing. And it's an action sequence story. You're not using this to help kids understand the plot of a story. There is a beginning, middle, end, but you're not getting a plan of action or ways to solve a problem. Simple sequencing, illustration study, you do get some really great adjectives. And so definitely early childhood, lower elementary, you can work on the sounds. Initial P for the main character, Peter. And so you also get that final ER for his name. Some S blends, obviously for snow, stick, slid, and then some R blends, drag, track, pretend, and dreamed. And we will link to the ones that have book companions. We will link to those in the show notes. I feel like it's a good introduction to abstract thinking in a simple way. I love that. Yes. That's one of the reasons why it's such a great book to use. So our last two books that we have today is one of them is called A Thing Called Snow by Yuval Zomer, which we just recently discovered and it is phenomenal. And so we created a narrative note for it because we love it and think it should be used in speech therapy. And we're also going to talk more about it in our this or that episode coming up. So I'm going to just briefly go through it. But it is about fox and hare. They're friends through the spring. They were born in the spring, grew up in the summer, were best friends in the autumn, and now winter is coming. And they were warned about a thing called snow. But they have no clue what snow is, so they go on this journey to discover what snow is. It is full of great vocabulary, adjectives, text features, prepositional phrases, and then it also has a good social-emotional because they're sweet little buddies and they help each other out throughout the story. It has a lot of similes and sensory language throughout because they're trying to discover what snow is, a lot of linguistic verbs, and then also negation because they have a hard time figuring out what snow is. And so they're told, no, that's not, that's this. 
again, great for sequencing, comparing and contrasting. Why would they think whatever they saw was snow? Like comparing those things. So they saw a cloud. That's a cloud. That's not snow or a goose. So just talking about those things, it is a complete episode that we would use for early childhood and elementary. And then um, the speech sounds are SN for snow, the final air for hair, and then initial F for fox. You know, the um, it's not my series, like it's not my puppy, it's not my dragon, it's not my mermaid, you know, those sweet little board books. This story is like the next step up if you're wanting a similar theme, but a little more comprehensive. So just kind of that little tidbit. I can see that. Um, And the next book, our last book for today, is called Over and Under the Snow by Kate Mesner. We do have a book companion for this as well. It's beautiful. So Over and Under the Snow is part of a series, but this one takes you through a cross-country ski trip through the winter woods to discover the secret world of animals living under the snow, but also what's over the snow. It is full of vocabulary, the illustration study, because you do get to look below the snow and above the snow, and it takes you through, and there's a lot of repetition of over the snow, there's this, under the snow, there's this. So that's really great, which is why the vocabulary is so awesome. So it is full of tier three vocabulary as well. So not just the tier two, but you're also getting that tier three about winter concepts in the animals and all of the hibernation, all the things that they're going to do. And you can even predict what's going to happen after in the springtime when everything melts or what happened before. So that's always great. It is full of figurative language with personifications, onomatopoeias, similes, sensory language. So that is a great feature to this book. Again, it's full of that prepositional phrase over and under and more and some action verbs and adjectives as well. The text features, it does have some really great movement in the text, which is which is very helpful. It's not as much as like a loud winter's nap, but it does have some good text features. Oftentimes, like text features in some books, like a loud winter's nap, you're using those text features to like show the emotion of the character. And with these text features in Over and Under the Snow, sometimes it's just to call attention to the the richness of the word, to the, the, the meaningfulness of it. I think with some of the onomatopoeias, you might see some movement, but other but then again, it's the richness of the vocabulary of the word. It is a descriptive sequence and with, again, the tier three vocabulary. So if you are not working on story grammar and you really need to do like the figurative language and the vocabulary and some grammar concepts, this is great. Plus, you can tie in those repetitive text for the speech sounds of the final ER, so over and under, and then that initial SN blend for snow. Those are all of the winter books that we have for you guys today. (laughs) Lots of great winter books. So many good ones. And again, we'll link to everything in the show notes. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We know you're a busy SLP, so thanks for spending some of your time with us today. Click the description for this episode on your listening app or go to sweetsouthernspeech.com to access the show notes. We will include any links mentioned. And to continue the conversation, come hang out with us on Instagram at Literacy Based Speech Therapy, where we share lots of books to use in your therapy sessions. We would love to hear your thoughts on what you heard today. Please leave us a review on your listening app. We'll catch you in the next episode.